Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals, where crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs can learn and experience the art of crystal healing. In today's show, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, So if you're listening to this episode in the car, I'm going to encourage you just to wait until later when you're at home, um, somewhere where you can just chill out for a couple minutes, maybe waiting for a friend, out at the coffee shop, whatever it is you're doing, if you have somewhere where you can listen to the podcast and go on to our website at the same time, that's the best way to listen to this week's episode because we're doing something really cool. So I have a crystal ID quiz for you today. And the reason that we've created this, um, actually my amazing manager, Kathy Douglas at Mimosa Books and Gifts, my new age shop, took these pictures and put together this little quiz because we get so many people who are always asking about how to identify their crystals. And this is, I know, a huge challenge, especially if you're new to crystal healing. It can be so overwhelming because there are so many varieties and, you know, one stone can take on so many different formations and appearances and colors that it can make identification a real challenge. So I'm going to have you hop over to our website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And you're going to look at the most recent blog post if you're listening to this podcast the week it comes out. But it's called, Are You Really a Crystal Whiz? Find Out with our Fun ID Quiz. So I want you to look up that blog post. And you're going to see some photos there. You're going to see some little things to kind of test your knowledge and see how many of these crystals you can identify just by the photo itself. And so we've kind of grouped these together by color to keep it a little bit simpler. And all of the crystals are labeled with a letter. And then I'm going to reveal the answers. So what I thought I'd do is you can pause the podcast here, pop over to that page, And once you have that page pulled up, come back over, unpause the podcast, and I'm going to walk you through this quiz. We're going to do it together. And let's see how many of these you can get right. So I'm going to go through each letter, and then I will give you a chance to kind of guess what it is, and then I'll reveal the answer and tell you a little bit about how you can tell that's what crystal it is. Okay, are you ready? Did you pull up the webpage? I hope you did, because we're going to get started. So let's talk about Crystal A. So we have kind of this reddish-brown crystal. It's kind of rusty-looking. It's like a little cluster with all these little points on it. What do you think that is? I want you to, you know, at least say, like, your top two or three guesses out loud. If you're really confident, maybe you just guess one. But if you, you know, can at least narrow it down to two or three... See what your best guess is. I'm going to tell you right now, this is a tricky one. So I'm going to give you a second to get your guesses pulled together. And now time for the big reveal. Crystal A, what is this? It is red-capped 
amethyst. Now, how can you tell? So a lot of red-capped amethyst comes in single points that are usually a little bit larger, and it's a little bit less common to find it in the cluster form that's shown here in the photo. So that's why we put this one in, a little bit of a sneaky challenge for you. It is kind of a rusty color. It looks almost like aragonite, kind of, um, or like a hematoid quartz. And really what this is, is a small amethyst cluster from Brazil and it has a coating of hematite or iron in the top layer of the crystal points. So if you were to actually look at this cluster um, on kind of like a profile instead of a bird's eye view, you'd see that the base of the cluster is a little bit purpley brown. So this isn't a really vibrant purple like regular amethyst, um, but this is a really hard one because it's a little bit unusual, a little bit less common. So the way that you can tell that this is at least a variety of quartz is all the little crystal points shown here are hexagonal points and quartz is a member of the hexagonal crystal system. So if you said it was hematoid quartz or something like that, technically you're kind of right because it is quartz and it does contain hematite, but it's amethyst because there's also this additional layer of purple. Um, which you can't see in the photo, so that's why it's a, it's a tricky one. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Let's look at crystal B. So I'm going to give you a second, see what you think this one is. And the big reveal, this is pink cobaltoan calcite, otherwise known as cobaltocalcite. And this pink crystal comes from Morocco. It's usually found in rough chunks with little bits of crystal druze, tiny little points on the surface of the stone. And it has a really specific color and not many crystals are this shade or hue of pink. So if you have something in your collection that's this kind of exact like Pepto-Bismol color pink and has a little bit of a druzy surface on one side, chances are it's probably a cobaltoan calcite. And I love this stuff. It's an amazing heart chakra opener. It's like one of my favorite stones. Okay, let's go on to crystal C. So this one's a little bit hard because there's no crystal formation because it's a tumbled stone. But I want you to look at the color saturation. I want you to look at the way that the sheen is on the surface of the stones in this photo and see what you think. So crystal C, if you have your guesses in, is a ruby. So we have two little tumbled rubies there. Now these are from India. They're not gem quality rubies like you see set in jewelry. They're kind of this beautiful purpley red. Um, and sometimes these are called blood rubies. They are amazing stones for getting you grounded and centered um, so that you can grow and develop spiritually. These are just really phenomenal crystals. They also open up the heart chakra and promote feelings of safety and security. They also strengthen the connection between a mother and child. So these are really, really beautiful, uh, special kind of purpley red rubies. So let's move on to the next photo. And here we have a bunch of orange and brown crystals. So let's start with crystal D. 
I want to pay particular attention to the formation of this crystal because it's a pretty good giveaway on what this stone is if you've seen this before. Um, the photo makes it look a little bit more in the orange range than it really is. These crystals are usually kind of a sandy brown color, sometimes with a little bit of clear running through them. And all of these crystals are barrel shaped, that's a big hint, and they move from the center of the stone out to the edges. So get your guesses in, and crystal D is aragonite, and more specifically, this is a brown Sputnik aragonite. So it's called a Sputnik aragonite because of this particular formation. And these beautiful crystals come from Morocco. They are fabulous for helping you pull together a lot of details if you're feeling really scattered or disorganized, um, or if you have lots of things that you need to focus on at once, they can help you prioritize and get everything accomplished that you need to do. So really good one <laughs> for those of us who are busy, busy people. Okay, let's take a look at Crystal E. So again, this one's a little bit more challenging because it's polished, so it's a tumbled stone, but it is kind of a nice orange color. And get your guesses in. This crystal is carnelian. So if you get if you guess carnelian, give yourself a pat on the back. Um, this is you know one of the few really truly orange crystals that you see commonly tumbled in any kind of decent size. And carnelian is a variety of quartz. It's a cryptocrystalline variety of quartz. So it doesn't form points, but it does have a crystalline structure at a microscopic level. And of course, carnelian, great for boosting creativity, balancing the emotions, enhancing sexual energy. This is an amazing stone. Everyone should have it in their collection. It's an excellent sacral chakra stone. So now let's take a look at crystal F. So here you see some chunky, rough crystals, kind of a nice, vibrant orange color. So I'll give you a second to figure out what that is. And if you guessed carnelian for these crystals, you are correct. So kind of tricky. We have two carnelians in a row, but this is really helpful to kind of show you an example of just how different a stone can look depending on whether it is tumbled or rough, and also based on the location of the stone. So if you look at stone E again, that carnelian is a lower grade carnelian. So it's probably from Brazil. It could also be from India and just be a slightly lower grade carnelian. And then if you look at stone F, those two rough stones, that's a really high grade rough carnelian from India. So you can see stone F is a much brighter, more vibrant orange because the quality of the stone is a little bit higher. And actually, I just remembered stone E, if you're looking at that tumble piece, that carnelian is actually from Madagascar. That's where that was from. Um, which Madagascar has some beautiful, very high quality carnelian. This one just happened to be a little bit more <clears throat> of that deeper kind of earthy brown orange but really beautiful and it's just really interesting to note the differences between stones based on their locality as well as whether or not they are rough or natural or if they've been or if they've been tumbled or polished okay let's move on to our next photo 
which is of our yellow and gold stones. Let's take a look at crystal G. So this one is rough. I'll give you a hint. It should have a point on it, but the point has been either broken off or maybe it's just on the bottom um, of the photo here, where, on the bottom side where you can't see it. But this color should be kind of a giveaway as to what it is. And I'll give you another hint. This is a variety of the quartz family as well. So if you said citrine, on this crystal, you would be correct. But a little bit of a caveat here, this is a heat-treated citrine, so it's a little bit more of an amber color, um, kind of like a golden brown more than a, a yellow, and this is very common to heat-treated citrine. So this actually started out as an amethyst crystal. It was then heated and turned this kind of golden amber color. Um, now, natural citrine is more of a smoky gold color. It's a very, very different, um, and you normally, in a natural citrine, you would not see that kind of white edge where you can see some of the base of the quartz in uh, crystal G in the photo. Now, let's look at crystal H. This one's very, very different. Um, it's not a super common crystal. And I will say this one's a little bit hard to tell because of the photo. Um, there's not a great angle on it, but this is a hexagonal crystal, if that is helpful to you at all. And if you don't get this one right, don't kick yourself because this is a really hard one. It's a pretty uncommon stone. But this one is Sunshine Aura Quartz. So this is actually a natural aura quartz. It's spirit quartz from South Africa that has a natural coating of iron that gives it this really beautiful rainbow iridescence. Uh, so a little bit different than what you're used to seeing. So there's a couple larger crystal points and they're covered by tiny, tiny little crystal points all the way around them. And so this is a pretty interesting formation. If you've never worked with sunshine aura spirit quartz, definitely check it out. It's pretty cool stuff. It's great for promoting happiness and joy. Um, I find it really helpful too for uh, seasonal affective disorder. So I get really blue in the winter when we don't have that natural sunshine. And I love using my sunshine aura spirit quartz just to kind of boost my mood a little bit. Okay, let's move to crystal eye. So crystal eye you see a couple tumbled stones here, and they really vary in color. There's some bright yellow, there's some orange, there's some gray, there's some black. Um, and this is kind of a newer crystal to the market, just in the past few years, maybe five, six years, I've seen this on the market. Um, super cool stuff. So if you guessed Bumblebee Jasper on this one, you would be correct. And bumblebee jasper, you do have to use some caution. It does contain some sulfur and some other things. I've read a lot of conflicting reports um, on some of the other potentially harmful um, minerals that it can contain. So I always say, you know, when in doubt, use a little extra caution. Uh, wash your hands really thoroughly after. Working with the tumbled stuff is a little bit better than working with the rough stuff where there tends to be some loose dust and that kind of thing. And of course, just store these crystals out of the reach of children just because there is some question as to their safety and you would never, never, never want to make a crystal elixir using these stones. But 
Bumblebee Jasper is another great stone for promoting happiness and joy. And if you think of the bumblebee totem as a totem animal, um, bumblebees are natural messengers and bringers of happiness. So this is a perfect stone to work with if you want to connect with that part of yourself that needs to be more joyful. Okay, let's take a look at the next photo. Here we have some green crystals. So if you start with crystal J, there's some interesting ones here. So these are a botrytal form of this crystal. And I'm gonna give you a hint, this is actually a combo. There are two crystals together here. They come from India, um, but they are also found in many other places. I believe Malawi, there's some beautiful pieces of this found. Um, and there's kind of a light green is the botrytal mineral. And then there's more of a fan or needle formation that's a very, very dark green and often looks almost black. So for Crystal J, if you guessed prenite with epidote, then you would be correct. I love this formation. I remember the first time I saw a botrytal prenite crystal, I was enamored. I mean, I was totally in love with these. This is something that even though I have a few pieces, whenever I go to a gem show, I'm always looking at the other pieces that are available to see if there's one that I really love because I think they have so much character and I just love the shape of these. I love the texture and I love the combination. So they're really great for helping you connect with nature, helping you be more playful. Um, and they're also known to attract fairy energy. So kind of interesting. Now let's look at crystals. We're going to do two at once. We're going to do K and L because if you look at these, you can see why this is so darn difficult to identify your crystals, right? These look pretty near identical. Um, if I had to say one difference from the photo, the crystals in group K are generally a little bit brighter shade of green, and the crystals in group L are a little bit darker, a little bit deeper hue. Um, but this would be really hard to tell apart, right? If you just got kind of a handful and these were all mixed together, how, how would you tell which was which? Right? This is so challenging. So there are certain things that you can kind of look for. So I'm going to give you a, you know, come up with a couple guesses because these are two different kinds of stones, even though they look really similar. I'm not trying to trick you like we did with the carnelian. These are two different stones. So crystal K is peridot, and these are really large tumbled peridots. Um, peridots usually found only very, very small. So they're large for peridot, but they're still fairly small for a tumbled stone. If you compare these to some of the other photographs, um, like if you look at the next photo and look at crystal N, that's kind of a normal tumbled stone size. So these, these peridot pieces are rather small. And then crystal L in the green photo is Vesuvianite or idocrase. So the way to tell tumbled peridot is that it, if you have a really small tumbled stone and it's kind of a bright, vibrant green, it's more than likely peridot just because peridot doesn't really come any larger than that. But here we have crystal L, which is a tumbled Vesuvianite or idocrase, and this is a gemmy variety. So normally if you see larger tumbled Vesuvianite or idocrase, it's opaque, um, it's kind of a solid green. It almost looks like a jasper or a serpentine. It doesn't look anything like these small gemmy pieces. So 
I just kind of wanted to show you that these crystals can come in you know a lot of different variations and this is just something kind of interesting so if you had smaller pieces that were a little bit brighter in color a little bit more limey it's probably a peridot and if they're deeper um, almost with I want to say kind of like a mossy look inside, but not in the same way as a moss agate. Um, more opaque, almost like really fine little wisps, like almost like it's kind of spongy looking inside. I noticed a lot of the Gemmy Vesuvianite kind of have that look. Um, so they're a little bit different, whereas Peridot is usually a little bit more transparent. Uh, and if there are some little wisps and things inside, they're usually natural fractures that are larger and run most of the way through the stone. Okay, let's go to our next photo and take a look at Crystal M. So Crystal M, pretty cool. This is a combo, again, of two different stones. So if you can guess even one of these, you should pat yourself on the back. This is one that's a little bit harder. Um, this One of these stones, the blue part of this stone, wasn't discovered until the 1960s. And I'll give you a hint, it comes from India and it was first discovered in Punjab, India. And as far as I know, it's still only been found within India itself. And this is a really prized blue stone. And then the stone that it's paired with in these little tumbles is kind of a silvery peach uh, blade-like crystal. So take a look at M and say your best guess. And if you guessed cavensite, cavensite and stillbite, then you would be correct. So the cavensite is the blue, and this is almost like a little blue um, bursts, like little blue star bursts. Uh, these can form really nice rounded nodules if you have a complete crystal, but because these have been tumbled, you see the edges of those nodules are polished, so you get this little like starburst or fan-like appearance where you can see all the individual little needles of the blue cavensite. And then the matrix that the cavensite is on is pink or peach, Stillbite, and I love this crystal. It's such an amazing heart opener, and in combination, this stone allows you to really speak your truth from the heart um, in a way that you are speaking with compassion, you're speaking with integrity, uh, you're speaking with authenticity, and so if you need to have a difficult conversation, this stone combo is really phenomenal, and I love this crystal. Okay, let's go to stone N. So this one, if you can't tell from the photo, it's kind of like a little bit translucent and it's a bright robin's egg blue. And I'll give you a really big hint on this one. These are found in the Andes Mountains, mainly in Peru and Argentina. So if you had to guess this one, make your best guess and stone N is blue opal. Um, in this case, Peruvian blue opal. I adore this stone. This is an excellent stone for working with your spirit guides. It's great for enhancing meditation. It allows you to really listen to your intuition and tune into all the cues from the universe around you. This is a phenomenal crystal. If you've never worked with it before, definitely give it a try too. Okay, now let's look at 
O. Let's look at stone O. And I want you to look really carefully at this picture and look at that combination of blue and also you'll see there are some little bits of pink on here. That's kind of a hint. So put in your guess. And this is also cavern site with stillbite. So you have the large cavern site nodules now. So this is the whole complete radial crystal cluster of cavern site. And there's some little tiny fans of stillbite. Um, on the sides of these cavern site nodules. And so you can see what the cavern site looks like when it's really small and it's on a stillbite matrix in stone M. But here they're kind of reversed and you have the larger cavern site with the little stillbite blades. And so these are really delicate. They're really difficult to use, but they're great on the third eye chakra because they're so small and lightweight. Um, and the, the thing is that they can be pretty pricey and they're also a little bit difficult to find because they're a little bit more on the expensive side and because this is just a rarer stone. So now let's go to the indigo stones here. If you go to the next little grouping, I love that these are kind of grouped in some beautiful chakra colors, but if you look at the indigo stones, look at stone P. Now I'll tell you, this stone is really heavy compared to many stones. And if you look at it, it looks almost a little metallic and it has shimmers of purple, sometimes gold, sometimes pink, sometimes green and aqua. So if you guessed peacock ore or bornite, then you would be right. This is a beautiful stone. It's like one of those stones that helps instantly balance the chakra system because it has all the colors of the chakras in it. Um, it also is a copper-based mineral, which is really interesting. That's where it gets a lot of that blue color from. Um, so it's great for promoting self-love. This is one of the best things, one of my favorite things about it. Now let's look at stone Q. So here, similar to the cavernsite nodules, these are little radial crystal nodules, and they're in a really vibrant blue. A big giveaway hint here, they're in azure blue. And so if you guessed azurite on these nodules, you would be right. <laughs> um, these are from Morocco, and I love these for third eye stones as well. They're great for enhancing the intuition. They're great for uh, promoting dream symbolism and helping with dream interpretation. Now let's take a look at crystal R. So here we have a deep indigo colored stone with little flecks of white and even some tiny golden flecks. So if that helps you guess what this crystal is. If you guessed lapis lazuli, then you would be correct. These crystals here are from Afghanistan. That's where some of the highest quality lapis in the world comes from. And I know that there is a lot of concern right now about lapis that is not being ethically sourced. And that can be a difficult problem when you're purchasing your crystals. So what I suggest if you're buying lapis is try to buy old stock lapis, lapis that was mined years ago. Um, and you can usually find some really good quality lapis that way that was ethically mined. Now let's go to our purple or violet photo and take a look at our next crystal. Crystal S is the big, beautiful generator there. 
and it is banded with purple and white. And I will tell you, this is not the natural shape of this crystal. It was cut into this generator shape. So if that is helpful for you. And if you guessed chevron amethyst on this crystal, you would be correct. This chevron amethyst happened to come from India, but you can also get chevron amethyst from Brazil and from Africa. Um, this is a great stone for spiritual growth. Uh, so if you're a spiritual seeker, if you're looking for you know, mystical experience and deeper spiritual journeys, this is an excellent stone to work with. Now let's take a look at stone tea. Now this one's a little bit misleading because it's actually kind of a pink stone. So this is a little bit of a lavender pink, but it is a pink. Um, I'll tell you, this is actually a from a little family of stones that are all the same type of stone, but the different colors have different names. So the green variety of this stone, to give you a really big hint, is called Hiddenite. So if that kind of gives you a clue. So if you guessed that this stone is Kunzite, then you would be correct. And the most beautiful Kunzite comes from Afghanistan and Pakistan. This is a great heart chakra stone. It's usually pretty pricey. It's pretty expensive stuff, um, but it is phenomenal to work with. So if you haven't had an opportunity to work with Kunzite yet, I would suggest starting small because it is so expensive. Get a smaller, lower quality piece. So you'll see in the front of this photo, these three larger pieces are a little bit lower grade. So they're opaque, they're not transparent, but the color is really nice on them. The pieces in the back are a little bit more transparent, but the color's still really nice, but they're probably about three or four times the price, even though they're a little bit smaller, just because the quality is different. Okay, now let's take a look at our last stone in our crystal ID quiz, stone U. And if you look at this, this is a deep, deep purple. I'm giving you a, a hint here on this one. This stone is associated with the violet flame and with Saint Germain. Those are common associations for this stone. And I guess another hint, it is very similar looking to Charoite, except it doesn't have that pearlescence or chatoyancy that Charoite has. And it's from South Africa instead of Russia, but a lot of people get the two confused. So if you guessed Sugilite or Sugilite on this stone, you would be correct. And like I said, this is associated with St. Germain and the Violet Flame. It's amazing for opening up the crown chakra. Um, it's just, it's one of my favorite stones too. I feel like I've said that about half of the crystals here, but that's because I really love them all. So if you have a minute, go back and tally up your scores. So we had 21 stones here. And how many did you get right? I'm just curious. And if you want to post a comment over on the blog at loveandlightschool.com slash blog, hopefully you're looking at this exact article. Are you really a crystal whiz? Find out with our fun ID quiz. Let me know how many you got right. And there's there's no shame, okay? If you only got one or two, some of these pictures, it's really hard to tell. Some of these were really tricky. Some of these were really rare. But post how many you got right. Um, I think that'd be really fun. And, you know, come back and maybe quiz yourself again in like a month, like three or four weeks. 
Um, and maybe you won't remember all of them, and it'll be a good chance to kind of go back through and see if you can remember what they were, see if you can guess, you know, which stones they were. And yeah, I think I think you'll really enjoy coming back to this quiz and, and listening to this podcast again, learning a little bit about these stones, getting more familiar with some of the ones that maybe you had never seen before, never heard of before, or maybe that you just never worked with before and seeking them out. So that is it for today's episode. I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything we discussed in this episode, of course, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you enjoyed the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave me a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. Really, those ratings and reviews mean a lot. I've been keeping up with all of them and reading them. So thank you so much for everyone who has left a review. I really appreciate it. And the biggest thing that you can do to stay in touch for future episodes of the podcast is while you're over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes, click that subscribe button. Make sure that you click subscribe so you never miss a future episode of the podcast. We have new episodes every week. And I hope that you continue to listen in and expand your crystal knowledge. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.